nine o'clock on a Saturday A regular crowd shuffles in There's an old man sitting next to me Making love to his tonic and gin It's a pretty good crowd for a Saturday And the manager gives me a smile Cause he knows that it's me they've been coming to see To forget about life for a while Good morning and welcome to 48 Shades of Football. Uh, we're doing it 80s Italian League style today, aren't we? Kind of. We are. Sipping cappuccinos on the pavement. Oh, I'm sipping a cappuccino. You're sipping a... Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate, yeah, which is quite good with the sun beating down. It's about 25 degrees already. It's, it's perfect hot chocolate weather. But, yeah, we're outside a coffee shop. This feels very continental in the Plaza del Hapjong. Messinaia, Mercenatopolis, whatever it's called. Mercenatopolis, yeah. What was that music? That was Piano Man. Why? Because it's nine o'clock on a Saturday and the regular crowd of my mum is just tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> was it, wasn't he talking about the other end of it? The other nine o'clock on a Saturday? Yeah, but we're quite old now. We're all in bed by eight, aren't we? That's yeah, that's true, that's true. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. No, no, it isn't nine o'clock on a Saturday somewhere. It's nine o'clock on a Friday somewhere, I'm, I'm sure still. But, um, yeah, um, anyway. You're not Mark. I'm not Mark, although... He is back in country, I understand. He is. So um, am I to understand that the loan signing's been made permanent? No. No, so he will be back. He'll be back. In fact, uh, I do apologise for vetoing your original plan for for this morning, which was to head to Incheon Airport and kidnap him, I think it was. Pick him up and record the podcast in the car on the way back. Yes. But uh, flight, flight got him far too early. Flight got him far too early for that. Okay, so what, what's happening today? What are we talking about? Plus, I actually struggled to make it for this time, so... Yeah, we, we won't mention that. <laughs> um, today, we've got last week's K-League to review. Yep. We'll do that in forensic detail as well. Except for one match, which we'll Especially gloss over. Especially one match. Uh, we've what got else? The midweek match against China. Right, national team, yes. The first uh, match of the, the next round of the World Cup qualifying. Yes. It's about the 17th round of Asian qualifying. Could be the last, could be the penultimate one, depending on how well they do. Right. And then we've got uh, some the K-League announce, was it the K-League or the KFA announced some plans for restructuring the... Korean football system. Yep, that's about the 25th restructuring of the Korean football system. But this year they've actually earmarked money for it, so... Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to happen. Oh, right. Okay. You didn't read the article I sent you. I, 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 I looked at it, it says something about three million won, but I... Three million dollars worth of won. Right. Oh, three, yeah, yeah sorry, three million, three million dollars. I thought that was just the amount they were going to save on the room salon budget now that the the law has come into effect I guess the KFA is going to be subject to that Kim Jong-ran law just like everybody else well I assume that's where they've got the money from probably for the, yes for the re reorganisation but yeah we'll talk a little bit about that and then finally there's a few matches this weekend 
in the gay league yes there's one in the classic right and then there's a full round of challenge programs right so okay. I guess we'll spend more time talking about the one classic match than the five challenge matches. I'm, but quite, I'm, in, I'm into the challenge. I'm a big challenge fan now. So uh, that's right. You went to a game this weekend. I did, didn't you? but we'll get onto that a little bit, a little bit later. We can start there if you want. No, I think we should start in the classic as is customary. There were a few games last week, and uh, on Saturday of last week. The, uh, the sun is actually causing a problem for the first, uh, the first time in a, in a couple of days. Uh, but last week there were a couple of games on uh, Saturday. Um, obviously the big one we talked a lot about last week was at the bottom of the table, Incheon going to uh, Suwon. Yep. Well, we predicted, I think, a Suwon win, and it was indeed a comfortable... Tile. 2-0, yeah, a goal in each half by, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his surname, Bruce Jite, or, is that close enough? Bruce. Bruce. Bruce, mate. Bruce. Uh, I think he got a penalty in the first half, he got another one in the, uh, another another goal in the second half, and uh, Suwon overtake Incheon. And there were repercussions from that game? There were repercussions from that game for a certain Kim Do Hoon. Hoon. Um, what were the repercussions? He offered his resignation. Which was promptly... Accepted. Accepted, yes. Have they appointed a successor? Uh, the assistant manager is going to be acting coach for the immediate future. Right. Presumably the rest of the season. Right. Manage the relegation. Right. They do get a couple of players back from the uh, military this week, I think. I don't know if that's going to make a difference as I... Well, uh, talking about the uh, the military, mm. um, Ansan had another disastrous result. Are we to assume they've released a bunch of players are, already? Are, are you are you trying to skip over the remainder of the the classic games and go straight into the into the challenge? Uh, they they did they did release a, a bunch of players, like thirteen or fourteen. Their starting lineup wasn't particularly different to the team that won the previous week, though. So I don't really know what's going on at uh, uh, Ansan. I think someone ought to go and actually. Watch a couple of their games, see what's actually actually going on, going yeah, on there. Got some homework for you then. Right, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing Mark's back. <laughs> he can go watch. He can go watch some Ansan, some Ansan games. Uh, they got tanked far. Is it five nil at Dejon? Five nil at Dejon. Five nil at Dejon. Was it five one in the end? Was it five nil? Yeah, it's five nil. And a couple sent off on. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, There's one sent off on either side, I think. But uh, anyway, back to the. If, uh, if we preview what they're playing today, then we can go home. Back to the classic. A couple of other games on uh, Saturday. Ulsan and Guangzhou was uh, one each. Um, Jeju and Songnam. Well, we, we predicted Songnam wouldn't go out all out attack. They they didn't. They they didn't score again. And uh, Jeju did score, just the one. It was a very late goal. It was a reasonably late goal. Um, and Songnam in a bit of trouble. In free fall. In. F- I would say free fall as they uh, it's sort of just staggering down the down guess, the league. I guess their form is in free fall, but the other teams around them aren't really capitalising. Right. Um, I noticed that Guangzhou's goal was the Patriot, right, with a, right. a 90th minute equaliser. Equaliser, yes. Very well taken. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another goal I wanted to comment on by someone. 
but I can't remember which one it was. Oh, that's helpful. Who scored for Ulsan? Uh, for Ulsan in the in the game against against Guangzhou. Yeah. Uh, that was. Was it Kim Taehwan? It was Kim Taehwan indeed. In that case, that was uh, Kova. Mm. Uh, came down the left. He cut back. Right. Curled in a really beautiful shot. Right. It hit the post and bounced out. All right. Uh, with the goalie well beaten, and then while the TV was showing replays of that, mm. Kim Taehwan somehow got the ball in the net. Oh, really? But nobody really knows how. Oh, all right. What I don't really know how is how were there twenty thousand people at that game last week? What was going on there? Uh, I believe I tweeted beforehand that we were going to be live podcasting from there. Oh, you did, right? <laughs> I know we had that effect at Pujon last year, right? When uh, their, for their opening game of last season, they got about fifteen thousand to watch Austin supporting act uh, Venus. Hello Venus. Hello Venus. Right. Or hello penis as it is in Korean. Okay. By the way, it was Jung Ho Jung who got the equaliser for Guangzhou, not the Patriot. I don't think the Patriot played actually. I just thought it was the Patriot. Uh, Jung Ho Jung. I mean, it's, it's a similar name. I mean, three syllables. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. So, those were Saturday's games. Songnam somehow still do cling on in the top in the top six they're, they're down to six uh, they're in sixth position there's still a point clear of uh, of Guangzhou who are in uh, in seventh place uh, there were games on Sunday as well the Blue Wings went to uh, Sangju and I think they they got, they, they got a, a hard fought uh, draw so it's a, you know it's a point gain for the plucky little Blue Wings away at Sangju down Santos scored right yes Tapping, yeah, but tapping is like you know the most emphatic of goals because it means you have totally opened up the opposition. I need to, it is true. I, I don't know if you've seen a replay of it, but no. the uh, the there were a couple of passes in around the area before uh, whoever it was that did the assist mm -hmm. completely split the Sangju defense open for right. for Santos to tap in on the six yard line, right? Uh, the other news coming out of that is I think, um. What's his face? Young Kihoon right. injured himself and he's out for the rest of the season, right. or at least a month. Right. So disappointing. After Quack Quack Hiju, okay, he injured himself in the last Super Match and is out for the rest of the season. Right. Nice chap that he is. <laughs> Do you see how he injured himself? Was he trying to foul somebody? He he was basically he basically lifted his foot right up into the air right. and kicked Unilock in the face right. and uh, pulled his his uh, thigh muscle or something like that overstretching to do a high kick so right so okay get well soon <laughs> basically Posco Derby yep little Posco against well big Posco I, I guess John M and Pohang and last week we mentioned John Am, a bit of a resurgence, and that continued. They won, right? They won. They uh, they they came from behind. They were losing with uh, 15 minutes to go, and they equalised on 77 for Young June, and then in injury time, Jair. Jair with the winner. 
So Pohang, their form continues to go up and down as it has all season. Resurgence continues uh, from John Am in some of the best form, best form in the league right now, I'd say. Okay. Okay. Should we move on. Yes, yeah, we the, move on to the, the main event the of last week. The main event of last week was at Seoul World Cup Stadium on Sunday night. Did you go? I didn't. I, I have reason to believe different. Uh, you were among 22,000, I believe, in the World Cup Stadium on Sunday night, which I think is a pretty decent crowd for a Sunday night. Uh, you bring back the piano man scene. <laughs> it's a pretty good crowd for a Sunday. Well, the businessman slowly gets stoned. Seoul's uh, defence did look... But we, I mean, we knew that was going to be the case. I mean, it, 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 it was a case of John Book sitting back and absolutely ruthless on the counter-attack. I mean, the yeah. first goal was a bit fortunate, shall we say, but... Let, let, let's deal with the, st- the score first. Like, Seoul yeah. lost 3-1. Yeah. But to look at the score on paper and to watch the match as a whole, it was a completely different situation, I think. Right. In what way? In that my impression is that Seoul generally dominated possession. I would assume they had far more chances, but they just... They just did not take them. They didn't yeah. take them. And I, I guess... Uh, it's a story of one player really Leonardo right two really really class right. goals um, yeah it's, it's, I think that the, the the third goal was probably the story of the match Sol were pressing yeah gave the ball they away gave the ball away had that ball it was just a, a matter of inches had the ball made it through not been intercepted Sol are probably going to create a good chance but then absolutely deadly on the counter-attack. What? Five, six seconds, the ball's in the net. It was, yeah. uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful goal. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that one in a minute. Okay. Let's we'll start the first start. one. Let's start. The first goal came in, what, third minute? Right. But there was something more important before that. So from the opening, Sol pressed and they won a corner. Mm. Uh, Unilock took the corner. Is this going to be Unilock bashing? It is. Uh. Unilock took the corner. It hit... It went straight to the guy, the first Chumbuk defender who was standing on the edge of the 18-yard box. Yeah. They cleared it downfield and started attacking. Uh, Chumbuk banged it into the box, and there was one Chumbuk player, presumably Leonardo, completely unmarked with his back to goal. Instead of trying to shoot, he passes it out, goes to a sole player, who then whacks it clear, but it, it bangs into another Chumbuk player on the edge of the 18-yard box and ricochets into the goal with the goalie right. wrong-footed. So three minutes in, they're 1-0 down. Complete fluke, you might say. Mm. Um, and from then on, you, knew, you always knew they were going to struggle, right? Right. With Seoul having to take the game even more so to, to them, there were going to be chances that... But, but having said that, they did keep creating half chances mm. where if they'd had a, a striker with a bit of pace, mm. as opposed to Pak Chiong, um, or a striker with a bit of mm. skill like Dayan. Right. So Dayan was suspended. Right. Uh, you th- you'd think they would have put one or two of those chances away. Right. But no, they just kept wasting half chance after half chance. Mm. And then at some point, um, I'm not quite sure of the order of these things, but Sol did have a good chance sometime in the first half when Konsunte uh, did a really weak clearance out. Right. It fell to Takahagi. And he lobbed it back in, mm. and Quansunte was backpedaling, backpedaling, backpedaling. He got a hand to it to push it around the post. Right. Um, if I, uh, Takahagi basically banged it straight back in, if he if if he'd put it with a bit of a- angle onto the left, it would have gone into the 
completely unguarded right hand half of the goal. Right. But that's why you don't want your defenders with chances yeah. like that. Mm. Um, Chombuk's second goal. It basically came from a, a quick clearance, right? I right. think Quanstant had the, the ball. He launched it forward on the halfway line. Some, yeah, it's probably Kim Bogum, but I'm not sure. Right. Got the ball, uh, sliced the defence open with a pass. Leonardo runs on, mm. gets the ball, bang, in off the underside of the crossbar, right. with the defence nowhere. Uh, brilliant goal. I mean, mm. you might say that the. If the defence was more aware, they could have cut it out beforehand, but I right. don't know, he was... Yeah, so he went in 2-0 down. Mm -hmm. um, came out for the second half. Sol looked a bit more energised. Uh, there's one more thing to say about the, the, from the first half. Sol, Huang started a, an unknown guy. Right. Uh, he lasted about 30 minutes before being subbed off. <laughs> okay. Uh, I assume that was a tactical substitution, right. realising that this, bringing this guy into this, for his debut in this match probably wasn't the smartest right. idea. Um, I, I don't always understand Huang's tactics, but at least he's got the ball to admit he's made a mistake, and you can right, see that his yeah. substitutions are definitely trying to change something. Right. I mean, we complained about Che for years, right? Having che never made a mistake, so he never had to... <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, second half, Sol kept pressing to get a goal back. At one point, I think it was Unilock, gave the ball away mm. and then fell over trying to recover it, which left whichever Chumbo player it was to zoom down the right. Um, he got a cross in and the cross sailed past the six yard box mm -hmm. where there was a, where presumably was the Wookiee waiting and it went into space and when Sol does that, it just goes out for a throw in because <laughs> yes. there's no one following in. But in, in Chomuk's case, Leonardo was charging into the box, volleyed at first time into the top corner yes. from roughly level with the penalty, the penalty spot, spot and then mm. about probably halfway between the six yard box and the, right. the edge of the area on the side. It was a great goal and they they probably should have had a fourth a minute later from the, the corner. I think it was the Wookiee. He wasn't quite sure whether to head it. If he was a little bit shorter, he could have headed it in. Uh, I think he tried to sort of volley it in it from the corner, and it went it went wide well, when wide, it was yeah. uh, probably more likely to uh, go in. Sol did get a consolation goal back. Q. Quanzante uh, made a very good save shortly before that. Right. Um, so Sol, I mean, Sol kept creating, kept creating half chances, but they got a very good chance. Someone blasted it in, and Quanzante got down and turned it around the post right. when it looked easier to score. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, ninety-third minute, something like that. Yeah. Very, very soft penalty. Yeah. It was a penalty. But. But it's easy. It's easy to give that penalty to a team who are three 0 down in injury time. Yeah. Mm. Um, Adriano stepped up. Yeah. Didn't make a mistake. Mm -hmm. uh, but the guy with his finger on the fireworks did make a mistake. Yeah. God knows what he was thinking. <laughs> Is it? Well, he wasn't thinking, was it? It's like it's obviously written in in the the match day manual. If Sol score. Fireworks. fireworks, yeah. Oh, it could be they were loaded and they not, they can't reuse them or something. Once they've been loaded, they can't. I don't know. I don't know. Even so, there was. Even so, it was pretty embarrassing that. Whereas the game itself, I don't think that was embarrassing. I don't think there's anything embarrassing about a, a three-one home defeat to John. But when John Book are, are that deadly on the counter, I mean, they they obviously they deserve to win that game. They deserve to win that game by by two goals. I think 
that was probably a fair a so, fair margin so I met a couple of Chumbuk fans after the game right including uh, a regular listener Matt um, and I was talking about it because obviously we've lost to Chumbuk three times now right two of them very well well first game was the opening game of the season Seoul were a bit sleepy yeah um, Chumbuk got a, a relatively lucky win that time second win they got was when Seoul were chasing the game and they yes mm-hmm. what broke on the counter attack and then this one they played really well I think right. um, very effectively mm. and Seoul were very wasteful so. but the, the Chumbuk fans were saying that Seoul probably uh, if they'd have been a bit more ruthless Seoul would easily have won um, Chumbuk can be very iffy on some match days but they seem to raise their game against Seoul right I don't buy that raising their game against Seoul thing. I think the way the way Seoul play obviously does suit John Book this this year. I fancy if Seoul had taken another opportunity, I think John Book would have imploded. Would have, would have, well, no, I think they would have raised their game uh, again. I, I think well, they're thirteen points, thirteen points clear now. I uh, think they are. We're handing them the title. Yeah. Um, uh, no. Well, we can we can now look to the KFA to step in and give them their ten point deduction, so they only win the title by. By three points, by ten points, or by ten points by the end of the season, uh, they 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 are that they are that much better this year. They are just ruthless. They take their they take their opportunities. Um, so they're on sixty two points. Seoul on forty nine. Uh, a couple of the others, Sangju and uh, Jeju, obviously picked up points. They now join Ulsan, who uh, uh, are on forty points. Um, but I mean, I would say that is John, John Bukar superior to Seoul, who are in turn better than the rest of the league this year. Uh, the only the only amazing thing for me is how the, the Blue Wings are not bottom of the league, given how crap they are. It, yeah, I would say you have to account for that can be accounted for by the presence of Incheon, who are crapper than the Blue Wings, and Suwon, nice Suwon across the city, who. Uh, well, I won't say anything bad about them, but they're not that good. But they're on the rise. And they're only five points behind the Blue Wings now. Yep. Uh, OK, challenge very briefly. You went to a game, I believe. I did go to a game. Very exciting a, one. It was a good It's always exciting at Buchan. It's, it's a great place to watch football. Uh, you were right what you said about that plaza outside the Buchan Stadium. It has all been dug up. And of all the things I was expecting them to put there I wasn't expecting them to turf it over it's grass now it's grass now yeah it's not open yet it's not complete there were still a few sods waiting to go down and there were still a few things of turf waiting to be laid as well but you avoided one on the subway on the way back I hear they've sort of turfed over the outside they've still left the tables up where you can buy uh, the uh, the beer and stuff and uh, (coughs) contrary to your claim last week that Mark was on honeymoon in Scotland with the, the Ajima who sells beer inside and out of the stadium she was actually there she saw me, her eyes lit up and then when she saw I was on my own she sort of huffed off and left her assistant to uh, <laughs> to actually uh, to actually serve me uh, but yeah it was a good game it was uh, kind of a, not quite top of the table but close to top of the table clash uh, Bouchon and uh, Buchon and Daegu and well first half Buchon raced into a two goal lead Lukian 
uh, with a brace, first from the penalty spot, another just before half-time. Uh, Daegu came out very brightly at the start of the second half and didn't manage to score. Buchong gradually got on top again and looked like scoring several times on the break. Lukian looking very lively uh, again. Every time I see him, he looks very lively. Then I see he actually hasn't, actually hasn't scored very many goals this season. Scored two last week at the ski resort. At the ski resort, and then two. Or one at one, one or two. Yeah. And then two this week. And I saw him score a couple earlier on this season, but I think he's only got nine all, all year. Then, uh, kind of, not really against the round of play. It was a very fractious second half, a very uh, sort of niggly. Uh, Daegu finally got one back, uh, I want to say, without looking at Cezinho or whatever, Cezanio or. Cessna. Cessna. Right. Well, he uh, he got one from the from the edge of the area about uh, oh, ten minutes to go, or what? And then Daegu really put them under pressure, missed quite a lot of opportunities. Did look like it wasn't going to be their night until uh, the uh, 89th minute, and uh, Alex or Wesley or Wesley Alex, whatever we want to call him, uh, popped up with an equaliser, and a minute later from the restarts, and he uh, tapped home. A winner, and then Buchon imploded. They got a man sent off. The uh, Buchon fans were not exactly. I was going to ask how Hermes took it. Hermes, fortunately, the goals were at the other end. Um, all five goals were at the other were at the other end too. Uh, to Hermes, uh, they um, they, you know, they're, they're they're the most senior fans in the league. They're all in their forties and fifties, most of them. Uh, they, they they took it as well as could be expected. Actually, you know, they've got two temporary stands now at, at uh, Buchan. They've put one down in uh, by the corner flag towards the halfway line as uh, as well. Decent crowd there, a, a thousand, over a thousand there. Um, and, uh, yeah, good night, unless you're a Buchan fan. Did they applaud the players after the game? Uh, the players made their way off the field by means of, I think, trudging is the best way to describe the Buchan players coming up the field. And yes, they did applaud them. They did not chant Kenchana. No. <laughs> you will be pleased to learn. Uh, OK, other games in the challenge last week. Uh, Chengju hosted Kang, uh, Kangwon. Yep. And it was two each. A bit of a surprise. That, they got two, two late goals, two... To, to a draw, right? To draw, yeah. So they were losing 2-0 with about five, five or ten minutes to go. So uh, normal service in Chengju, but then... Came back came to back. get the draw. Uh, so Chengju, they, they came back, it was, it was two each. I mentioned last week how Eland had hit the jackpot <coughs> uh, this week, or last week rather, by having a home, home tie with Goyang uh, Zykro. Didn't quite go to plan, though, and Eland continued to... Underwhelmed, they uh, they failed to beat Goyang a one each home draw. Uh, Eland still plumbed the depths of mediocrity what, in what was the attendance there? place. Let's have a look what the attendance uh, what the attendance was. I know Stevie had a few few choice things to yes. say on Twitter or on the forum about how they've improved under. Uh, it says the uh, it says the attendance was one thousand five hundred and seventeen. Uh, is that good or bad? I don't know, but there is a lot of construction work going on around the stadium right now, so there's probably about a thousand construction workers working during the game. Um, so, yeah, well, good good attendance. 
It's not quite the 20,000 they were hoping to get by this stage of this season, though, is it? No. Well, even Seoul struggled to get 20,000 regularly, so... Well, yeah, I, I don't think we actually expected them to ever get 20,000, but... Uh, anyway, the plan. Uh, the only game on Sunday we, we touched on before, Daejeon Citizen 5 and San Macau. Nil. Nil. I don't really know what to say to Anson. They did lose, I think, 13, 14 players, but again, their starting lineup did seem relatively unchanged. Uh, interesting to see what's going to happen uh, there. They uh, still lead the table by uh, no less than eight points. So That's, they've got a bit of a cushion, but yeah. that is two humpings they've had in the last few weeks. So yeah. Have to see, see what happens this weekend. See how they bounce back this weekend. Uh, the other game on. Uh, I, I went to. Uh, Buchan Daegu, there was another game on Monday that was down in Busan. Uh, Busan hosted your favourite team, Anyang, and a couple of late goals there. Uh, Busan won 2 0. 2 0. Okay, so that leads uh, Ansan still top by eight points. Buchan uh, still in second, but only a point clear now of Daegu. Uh, Kangwon uh, in uh, fourth. Daejeon just two points outside the uh, playoffs. At the bottom, it doesn't really matter in that league. Yeah. Right. Not at the moment. At the moment. Not at the moment, indeed. Should we'll we? come to that. We need to actually press on because we've got our hour time limit. Uh, we best talk about the the big international game midweek. Just before we get onto the career game, um, I know last week we talked about various players from the Chinese league being called up. So Paulinho being right. called up for, Japan, for Brazil. And we discussed about Pelé and I noticed that he was called up to the Italian squad. Right. He did play against, they, they played France in a friendly. Right. Uh, he scored. Unfortunately, France scored three and they lost 3 1. Okay. But uh, going to China doesn't seem to have affected his international career too right. much. And as long so as he far. keeps scoring when he gets called up, it, it won't. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's the first round of the, the third or fourth round of the Asian World Cup qualifiers. Round four, it's, I think. I think it's three, but do we count the preliminary ones that Korea don't take part in? Anyway, anyway, the final round, unless it's a playoff. Yeah, the final group stage. Uh, two groups of six. Yeah. Top two go through to the World Cup. Third place play off against each other for the right to play against someone else. Yeah. In the internet, intercontinental playoff. Yeah. Uh, Seoul are limp, uh, lumped in a group with China, Korea. Sorry, uh, Korea uh, are lumped in a group with Korea. China. Someone was saying this. Someone was saying this podcast has turned into an FC Seoul love fest over the past um, couple of days. Let's not pretend that. I mean, you know, Rock was in the squad. I think he was first reserve. First reserve. Okay. Anyway, go on, move on. And when I say first reserve, he wasn't first reserve sitting on the bench. He was first reserve. Who doesn't the, actually play? Yeah, he doesn't. So yeah, someone okay. doesn't turn up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Korea lumped in a group with China, Syria. Iran, Uzbekistan, and someone else. Um, who would that be? Qatar. Qatar. Yeah. Uh, their first game was against China at home. Uh, we said it was a nailed-on home win. And it was for about an hour. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, uh, obviously I went to the game. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you how I got my ticket? No, let's talk about that after the game. Okay. Um, China started off... Uh, looking like the China of old, yeah. so they're all over the place. Yeah. Korea started off playing like 
a certain team, which I won't mention, that play in red and black stripes at the same stadium. Lots of possession, not really making much of it. Uh, at some point, they contrived to score. Yes. Uh, in the second half, they scored two more. Yep. Um, basically, three identical identical goals, weren't they? With uh, three different goal scorers as well. But Did Jidong won Lee Chung Young, and who got the third? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, personally, I thought the first one was an own goal. Right. It came. Did it come from a corner? It did. And uh, I think Chi Dong headed it, headed it, but it wasn't necessarily going in until the Chinese guy deflected it in. Right. But uh, obviously, Chi will been, be happy to claim that he's been credited with it. Yeah. Um, I think the other two goals came from uh, Sun Ming putting crosses in right. and being bundled in. China, uh, Korea three 0 up, coasting, coasting, and then they had a bit of a defensive collapse yeah um, they kind of looked after the third goal went in they looked very complacent and they kind of switched off yeah which enabled China to get one goal back on the counter attack and then, which is fine I mean okay 3-1 yeah that's fine um, at which point Uli tried to make another attacking substitution well right. not an attacking substitution a like for like bring off one attacker put on another one uh, while that of course, guy I mean got to, got to think about the goal difference while that, while that guy was waiting to come on <laughs> China got a, a free kick on the edge of the area and uh, I forget his name but the, the guy stepped up curled it over the wall into the top corner as Jong uh, made a despairing attempt to get across and get to it right um, actually that guy the guy that scored the second goal only came on at half time okay. and they did look a lot better after he came on right. compared to before and then I think that was about the 77th minute or so yeah well that, that was the thing it wasn't a, it was it wasn't the case of getting that second goal right on full time. Yeah. There was then a rather nervy... 25 minutes. As 25 as minutes as it turned out to be, yes. China kept pressurising them. Korea, yeah. like after the second goal went in, I think uh, Uli made another substitution to try and shore up the yeah. defence. Um, but Korea looked completely panicked. Yeah. Every time China came forward, they did, were nervous. Uh, China did actually have one really, really, really good chance where uh, I guess the ball was crossed in and it bounced around a bit and then it fell to one Chinese guy and he, he volleyed it from uh, maybe seven or eight yards right. out. Um, Chong, who we've maligned a lot on the podcast, hero the of the past, podcast, he uh, saved point blank. Right. Very, very good save. Uh, and then from there on, the, the game did start to peter out after that and eventually uh, the referee blew the final whistle. Uh, three, three, two into Korea. Right. Mixed reactions from the crowd. Right. Uh, obviously, a lot of people are saying, "How it's a home game against China? How could we let them score two goals?" Uh, a bit worried, given that they've now got to go away to China. Right. Got some other tough teams in the group. Right. But a win's a win, though. A win's a win, as we said before. A win's a win. Three points. Uh, Let's talk. Uh, he mentioned that the crowd was a, a little bit mixed. The crowd was uh, 51,000, I believe, which I think is pretty good. Um, it's pretty good for a, in, an international game that's not involving Brazil. Right. But I think it's... I mean, I've been, I've been to home qualifiers at Sangam, where there's been... Less than 10. Well, I'd say about less than 10. I mean, about, I'd say about 
20 rattling around rattling around in the game a couple of years ago against Turkmenistan right in the very early stage stage of the qualifiers and it was either late in the year or very early so it was cold February very cold right uh, midweek yes so that wasn't the wasn't the game that ridiculously kicked off at 9 o'clock for some reason because it might have been the last stage in that last game in that particular group and it was February 9pm it was not pleasant (laughs) Um, yeah the the attendance was 51,000 it's pretty good for a, a national game, but I think down on where the hype said it was going to be. Right. So the the Chinese FA had originally requested twenty five thousand tickets. Yeah. Uh, the, in the end, they didn't even fill the bottom of the, the south stand. Right. Um, there there were a lot of them there, to be fair, mm-hmm. uh, and there were a lot of Chinese fans spread around the other three right. sides as well. But definitely way down on the the fifteen thousand tickets they were actually allocated. Right. Uh, I assume that if they were ordered, if they'd have sold fifteen thousand tickets, then they would have actually have filled at least the bottom. At least half, the bottom but there was yeah. there was plenty of space in the bottom. Um, yeah, uh, as usual for an international game, uh, big queues to get in because they do comprehensive bag searches, bag searches yeah. which means that because they really because they want you buying the overpriced beer inside the stadium not outside I'm sorry because they need to enforce safety because it's a high risk fixture because it's a proper FIFA fixture yeah. so you're not allowed to have umbrellas and tripods and things like that and you can't pay with a Visa card you can only pay with a MasterCard can true you? Yeah. Uh, anyway um, so it filled you up you might get sued for that if it's not true <laughs> it filled up uh, probably about uh, you bought your tickets out, out at the game yeah so and there was a group of how many of you six of you six and where did you buy the tickets did you buy it from official provider or did you just buy it off an Ajima um, I know a guy who was working in the ticket office so he gave us some some uh, hospitality tickets for free so we didn't actually buy them ok fair enough ok so um, they'd announced about ten days before the game that anyone who had a K-League season ticket right or a uh, a, t- a ticket from a K-League game in the last two weekends could yeah. get a 40% discount on the day uh, try, presumably trying to drum up business Yeah. so we originally well, I don't think that would have much effect on a queue but unless all 20,000 who went to Ulsan last week we originally were going to pre-book but once we heard about that we yeah. decided we'd get them on the day for the, the discount mm-hmm. um, good friend of the podcast Crystal took a half day off work to go and buy tickets because, now that's dedication. Because we thought if we, like, none of us finished work before six, so we thought finish at six, mm-hmm. head to seven, there'd be a massive queue for the ticket office. Uh, the way it was being hyped, we thought there may right. be a chance that they'd not have any tickets right. left. So she took the day off, half the day off work, went there, got tickets at like 4 p.m. So got about. tickets at 4 p.m. and then you got free tickets for a hospital? No, no, she got, four t- she got the free tickets. Oh, she got the free tickets, right, yeah. right, 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 okay. Uh, the the hype, I my, my opinion, it, it was ridiculously hyped, and I do have a feeling that the hype puts a lot of people off attending. There's going to be thirty thousand Chinese fans there. Yeah. I have a feeling that might have put some people off attending. It's going to be hard to get tickets. You have to get there early to get tickets. Uh, you know what? I'll just watch it on TV instead. Um, I, I think sometimes I always always go back to an FA Cup game, Ipswich Town against Sheffield United back in 1997, and the headline in the newspaper was "Selling Like Hotcakes." 
So a lot of people didn't even bother to even try and get a ticket. There were 13,000 people there in a 30,000 stadium. Um, it was... So, so a bumper crowd then. It was, it was the biggest crowd of the season. But the... I think the hype probably didn't do the game any favours. I think 51,000 was a pretty uh, a pretty decent uh, a pr- pretty pretty decent turnout actually for for a qualifier against China. Um, you know, I, I think that was I think that was a pretty decent pretty decent crowd. Next up, Qatar at the beginning of October. Right. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if they bother holding that in Sangam or whether they take it to. I would imagine it's already been fixed as to where they're taking. It. I would hope they take it to. One of the stadiums outside. Hopefully, Koyang or Puchon rather than Suwon. Suwon is a good place to have it. Jonji is a great place to have it. Ulsan is a great place to have it. Anywhere that doesn't have a running track is a good place to have it. Puchon has a running track. It's not a great place to have it. But and Goyang has a running track. Actually, Qatar. I don't mind. I've already seen Qatar, so I'm quite happy not to go to that one. Oh, you're talking about for selfish reasons that you want to yeah. go to it, right? I hope. Actually, of all the teams in the group, I've seen all of them except Syria already. Right. So. They can hold any of the matches anywhere they want, but Syria should be held somewhere that I can get to very easily. Okay, well, okay, I'm, I'm sure the KFA is listening to this, and they'll be arranging it accordingly. Um, Korea have got one more game this week. Uh, away to Syria. Away to Syria. Any idea where this game is being taken place? It was originally going to be in Lebanon, but then it was going to be in Macau, and then it's not going to be in Macau, and then it was going to be in Lebanon again, but Korea won't go to Lebanon because they can't get flight tickets, or where is the game? The last I heard is that it was not going to hold. It's not going to take place at all. At all right. In Korea, we're going to get a three-nil walkover. Is that why they call Hwangi Joe up into the squad? <laughs> it's very interesting, right? That they've sent Son and Ming home and called up Hwangi Joe instead of Unilock. Given that <laughs> Unilock has actually scored in the last few games and right. Hwangi Joe's done nothing. Well, Hwangi Joe's been playing for Songnam. It's not been been easy for him. Um, yeah, I, I've not heard where the game's going to be held. Okay. I guess I could look it up. Okay. But, but, do we care? <laughs> I can't look it up on my phone. So, okay, all right. Well, we will we will look th- we will look uh, this up. Um, Paul, just do whatever you do to amuse yourself when we're sitting outside a, a Starbucks uh, in a uh, fashionable part of town on a, a Saturday uh, morning. I do I do have a couple more things to say about the game, so I'll go, go through those. Um, national anthem. Uh, obviously, I was in the West Stand this this time. Uh, Right up with the Prawn Sandwich Brigade. Right. My old stomping ground. Uh, you say hi to the wags? Uh, I guess we weren't in that section. We were right. in the, the second tier. Ooh. Okay. Um, they made the announcement there would be the Chinese National Anthem. They said everyone should stand up. Yeah. Nobody stood up. Right. I don't know if that's representative of the other sides of the ground, but I thought it was a bit distasteful. Um, right. I, I remember going to... China against Japan in Sang'am a couple of years ago. It was the East Asia Cup. That was the, the one which ended up with Korea playing Japan in the Olympic Stadium. Yep. We went to Sang'am for that game, and uh, remarkably, there were hardly any Chinese fans there, but a certain uh, Scotsman I went with, yep. and he, uh, we went in the China end, and a certain Scotsman refused to stand up for the Japanese national anthem. I think that's because his boss at the time was from Japan. So, so I, I, I don't know. Does it really bother you the standing up for the national anthem? Does any uh, as long as they're silent, as long as they're quiet, does anyone really care? I don't like the booing of the anthems, but I don't really care if they stand up or not. Mm, okay. Um, mm. Just to prove this isn't an FC Soul Love Fest, we'll agree. We'll d- agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Okay, fair enough. 
And, uh, well, we, we now know where the, the game's going to be. Can I take a guess? Go on, take a guess, go on. Uh, it's going to be somewhere that Korea could get to relatively easily. Yeah. That's not controversial. Right. Singapore. Close. Hong Kong. Oh, you're getting further away. I mean, closer uh, than really geographically close to Singapore. Bangkok. Closer than that. KL. KL. Right. It's going to be... It the it's well it's going to, actually it's not in KL it's going to be at the Peroy Stadium in Seremban, southeast of Kuala Lumpur. Never heard of it. Never me neither. But never been there. Perhaps we should go. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, okay, yeah. So uh, Huangi Joe hat trick to it's, it's Syria doesn't like half the K League's Brazilians qualify to represent Syria. Is it Jonathan? I think Jonathan. Is it Jonathan? Or I think it's Jonathan. <coughs> Jonathan. Which one is two of them? Uh, I think Jonathan. Jonathan and Beluso. I think are the same guy. I think it is Jonathan Beluso. No, there's the one guy playing for Sue on Blue Wings, and the one guy who was playing for Eland. Right. One of them's just Jonathan. The other one's Jonathan. Right. Belutus or Belu. Beluso. Anyway, I don't think either of them are in the Syria squad. Anyway. Okay. The only other thing to say about that match quickly is uh, number 15, Jong Ju Ho. Jong Ho. Ju Jong Ho. Right. Jong Ju Ho. Uh, I think actually he's a much better uh, known. It's Hong Jong Ho. Hong Jong Ho. He was the guy that was somewhere in Germany yeah. and switched to Jiangsu as Che Yong Su's first signing. Yeah. Uh, he had a blinder. He made two or three very crucial tackles whereby a Chinese player beat the offside trap was bearing down on goal he caught them up yeah a brilliant tackle in the area when he, if he'd have screwed it up it would have been a certain penalty right um, kudos to him right uh, who says players in the Chinese eat crap and just there for the money anyway uh, one more thing to just before we move on from the internationals can we just say one statement which won't be elaborated on Japan lost at home to the United Arab Emirates which is apparently half their odds of actually qualifying out of the group. Yeah. So just leave that there. Although I assume they'll still do it. Were there any other shocks? Not that I looked at. I think Saudi only got a, a win against Thailand in, in the last minute at right. home, which is would have been a shock if they'd only drawn. Um, apart from that, I think everyone else, everything else went, went roughly to four. To expectations. Yeah. No draws. No. Like six six wins out of six matches. So, uh, obviously, next round this week, followed by two more games in October and two in November, I guess. Right. So, no, that can't be right. Because like, that was like whether they would be done yeah, before, be the done before the end so of must, the year in the spring. Be, in the must spring. be one in October, one in November. Yeah. Okay. Uh, League reorganisation then. League reorganisation is that time of year where these stories start popping up. Uh, you think there's a little bit more meat on the bones this year? The the KFA have uh, announced their budget for 2017. Yes. It includes uh, an amount of 300 million won for league reorganisation. Right. So which is a, roughly the equivalent of three million dollars. Okay. Um, do you have the link I sent you? Because there's a lot of Basically, they're going to make a an EPL or an English style football pyramid going down to level seven. 
Right. So at the moment we've got the, the, the Classic and the Challengers level 1 and 2. Okay. And then you've got the National League at 3 and the K3 at 4. But there's no uh, promotion and no relegation between. between them. There's no, yeah, no promotion and relegation between 2 and 3 and 3 and 4. So it's not really a pyramid? No. Um, that's going to change. There will be relegation and promotion from 1 through to 7. Um, basically, what I understand is that they're going to they're create a league in every single uh, administrative region of Korea. So Something like 842 teams would be involved across 140-something leagues. Yeah, 142 leagues, uh, include making with 852 teams. Does that mean some so, leagues have only got... So they're looking at about six teams per league right. to begin with, so all completely amateur. Right. Um, so they're going to start that at League 7 from next year, and then, so they're actually starting at the bottom, they're going to build up. Right. So teams that are identified as being superior at the end of next year will be moved up into League 6 right. in 2018. And again, the teams, are, so, so I guess they'll sort of become playing over bigger right. and bigger regions. 2019, they'll take the top teams from each of the leagues in League si at Level 6 and move them up into Level 5. And then in 2020, Level 5 will start uh, getting promoted into Level 4, which right. is the K-League Basic. Uh, the basic, right. the K3 basic. K3 basic must be level five already, right? Or it'd be level well, five. The K3 would be you've got classic, challenge. Where does the N League come into N consideration? Ah, are they combining the N League and the? They're not, are they? I, th I think the N League still refuses. I don't think those teams want it. Uh, if you talk about something, I'll read through real quick and find out. Uh, so uh, you have the uh, the K League uh, Classic Challenge. We have the N League, where we're not quite sure. Obviously, K uh, be be beyond that. Well, there's the uh, the the, the K3. That's going to be split into two from next year. Advanced and Basic, which sounds like some, okay. uh, some right English program. The the National League must be excluded from this because right. it says. Uh, K7, 142 leagues with 852 teams. Uh, the year after that, decent teams from K7 will be moved up into the K6, which will be 17 leagues uh, in each of the, uh, like, I guess that's going to be the Incheon, Seoul, the right. Gyeongnam, etc., etc. Right. So each each administrative region. Um, from that, the following year, uh, the, the decent teams there will be moved up into the K5, which is... Uh, Going to be called the 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 national uh, the the national strong club <laughs> league, uh, which will be formed in 2019, and then from there, uh, teams can go up into the K4, which is the basic, the K3, which is the advanced, the K2, which is the challenge, and the K1, which is the right. classic. So they envisage the uh, they envisage the K3 advance being having promotion and relegation with the K League challenge. Yeah. Wow. Um, they will. The, so the I told you they they've decided to invest three million dollars into this yeah. or three hundred million won. Uh, each league will be given twenty million won for uh, renting grounds, um, hiring or paying refs. <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> Can't, we'll just it's just put John Book in charge of that. Uh, and uh, like equipment and stuff like that. So. My, my concern with this is always, I, I'm, 
I think the point's already been made. With the K, the K League, they're still required to pay those franchise fees or whatever when they get get promotion. But like you see in the in the in the English pyramid system, you get teams who get to a certain level. They don't want to go up. They'll refuse promotion, and I call it Go Yang KB syndrome. I think this will happen all over the country. Teams just don't want to play with a wider geographical reach. It becomes harder for them to get players to retain players for these players to get time off work and things like that. I, I can see that happening. Uh, I saw a team like that. Um, I forget which one it was, but there's a team like that this year, and they refused promotion. And then Where they, in Korea or back in the it, back in England? In England, yeah. And then they were told they had to take it up anyway. So really? They, they were forced to be promoted. Well, that, right. Okay. So it could be. I mean, if they get these teams to to, to sign this thing, we'll, we'll go up. We could be getting some odd score lines at the end of the season. Um, from my point of view, the way it's going to be interesting is that. Uh, particularly within Seoul and the Kyungi region, there's a lot of teams composed of foreigners that play in these Saturday leagues. Right. Um, we know that it's not very easy for foreigners to play in the K3 yeah. at the moment. Um, you'd have to assume that a team composed entirely of foreigners won't be welcome in the Would K7. Would be outside of that. Yeah. Would have to be outside of that system. So, right. so are these teams going to be excluded? Are they going to be allowed? Or are they going to make a certain cut-off point? So... Will they be grandfathered in as existing teams within within the amateur system, or? Mm. Uh, and I guess the K League won't have thought of that I'm, yet. I was going to say, I'm sure, I'm sure they've thought of that. I'm sure that was the first thing they thought of at uh, at uh, KFA headquarters. Um, I, 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 it could be that on you know when did this come out on uh, Wednesday? Tuesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. It could be the next morning they woke up and with the hangover realise what they've done and we might never hear anything about it <laughs> again but um, they, one of the things that they talked about in the article is that the English football pyramid goes from level 1 to level 24 right um, I think I probably mentioned on the podcast in the past that when I was living in Southampton uh, we got a bunch of Koreans living in Southampton together right we entered in the Southampton Saturday morning league junior division 6 yep. which was the bottom level of the English football pyramid at in the area it was uh, level 23 at the time right uh, we finished bottom of the league with one win and about 18 losses and a goal difference yeah, of ma- minus 150 Southampton Martyrs uh, it was no it wasn't it was a church team so it was something re- equally ridiculous <laughs> but yeah um, the interesting thing for me was that uh, apart from me and one other guy everyone else was Korean and we had to get permission from the KFA like international Clearance. Right, international clearance to have them play in, right, yeah. So, league rules are very strict. Yeah. If you didn't have international clearance, they couldn't play. So, we had to send off to the KFA for a proof that this player is not registered at any team in Korea. Right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. But did they come back? The only one who was registered at the team in Korea was you. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're okay, we're fast gonna, approaching yeah, an hour. We've got to get on. We've got to get on. I've got to get to work. You mean this isn't your full time job? more productive than my full-time job but uh, okay so this week Kaylee Kaylee gets underway today a few hours from now what, what time's kickoff what time should I be at the ground I don't know what time you should be at the ground kickoff's at seven I mean, seven okay be there at six then I'll kick off at seven according to soccer way I'll double check it on the FC Seoul site if I be uh, Seoul home to Ulsan today this is a game that's being brought forward yeah. from before their away trip to China yes. at Chuseok. Yeah. Or whenever that is. Yeah. 
So it's the only game in it's the, the only game in, in the classic. Today. classic. So, um, are they without Unil Rock? Is he on standby or is he being released to play? Definitely. Being released to play. I have no idea. You've no idea. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, it Sol- won't be a loss. Right. Okay. I assume Dayon will be back. Right. So Sol Olsen, home win. Um, Got to be a home win if Sol wants to have any realistic chance of. Uh, <laughs> yes. Of what? Guaranteeing second. Guaranteeing second. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. So, guaranteeing second. Sol currently are nine points ahead of Olsen. Uh, of course, the other teams around them will have a game in hand. The team, there's not really any teams around them. Uh, nine points, that, that can disappear quite quite rapidly. Well, the, the nine points appeared quite rapidly, right? It, With, yeah, so it, exactly. It could so disappear it, it could just disappear as quickly. Just as quickly. The challenge this week is all spread out over a number of days. I think there's a midweek round uh, as well. Are you sure? I thought there was four games today and one tomorrow. It may be, but I'm pretty sure there's games in midweek as well. Are there? There are. I think. Anyway, let okay. me just check. Yes, there are games in midweek. So we've got two rounds. Oh, we've got two rounds. Ooh. Oh, that's exciting. So that means we can do a, go to a game on Wednesday. Does that mean we can do a live podcast from somewhere on Wednesday? Could it. Busy week. Busy week actually in the biggest, biggest, biggest horse race in Korea's history next Sunday. So it's a, a busy, busy week. Have you, have you got a tip for today in race three? Uh, yeah, number three. Uh, anyway, uh, let's uh, quickly talk about the fixtures. We'll talk about today's fixtures. And, uh, well, of course, we're in September, so it's officially not hot anymore. So games are starting to be played at 3 o'clock in the afternoon again. Uh, starting with uh, Ansan at home to Gyeongnam. Who knows? Uh, away win, heavily. <laughs> it's at Ansan, though. Uh, yeah, unpredictable. Unpredictable, very unpredictable. Uh, Daegu home to Chungju at 4 o'clock. So you could actually go to Ansan at, at three and then be back in Seoul for Seoul at seven. You could, or you could nip along. To, you could just nip along line four up to Bomgay, and then uh, go to Anyang against Kangwon. That might be better instead of Seoul. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um, anyway. Anyway, um, Daegu against Chungju. I mean, you'd have to fancy Daegu to win that one. Goyang at Buchon, uh, home to Buchon at 6 o'clock. Should be an away win. Should be an away win. There's no way this podcast is going to be up online until these games have already taken place anyway. Uh, no, Anyang and it'll be up before. Oh, really? It'll, it'll be up before... It won't be up before the Ansan game takes place, but it'll be up before Goyang kicks off at 6. OK. Hopefully. So Anyang and Kangwon... Uh, score draw. Score draw. Tomorrow, uh, Elan travel down to Busan. Uh Heavy home win or score draw? I, 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 I would say I would say narrow home win or goalless draw is, is more like Eland. It's going to be going to be the most entertaining going to be the most entertaining uh, teams in, in Korea. Played twenty eight, scored twenty seven, conceded twenty seven. Nine, nine wins, ten draws, nine losses. How boring! Um, the boring anyway uh, so uh, yeah I think narrow home win or, 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 or goalless draw we have another round of fixtures on Wednesday they'll play the same <coughs> tonight uh, Ansan go to Kangwon Gyeongnam host Goyang Daejeon against Daegu Buchon another home game for Buchon home to Busan and Seoul Eland against Chungju 
8 p.m. on Wednesday. So which do we, which do we fancy, Puchon or Eland? Trouble is, if I go to Eland, there's no way. Um, and forgive me, this is sacrilege on this podcast. There's no way I'm going to be able to walk past a baseball stadium that's absolutely jumping, where you can buy pitchers of beer for three and a half thousand won. You can look at cheerleaders. You don't really care what's going on on the field. Um, you can have uh, you know a good time. Get absolutely plastered for about twenty thousand won. Yeah, okay, 20,001, and um, walk past that to go to the cavernous Olympic Stadium, which has got about 800 very disinterested people, about 20 very angry people in it, to watch Eland huff and puff against the bottom team in the league. Maybe it'll rain. Maybe it'll rain just to make the experience of being at Eland in that uh, open-air temporary stand even more pleasant. <laughs> That's true. Forgot about that. Buchan, I think, is the answer. Uh, time for some music. Yeah. What is it? Uh, you wanted to go with the Football Italia theme yep. to uh, establish our credentials as uh, weekend morning cappuccino sipping football experts. Yes. International football yep. experts. Yep.